0: And the host of Show Up Society podcast, she takes what she has learned from owning her stationary business and coaching runners for over thirteen years, and uses those skills to help her clients show up for themselves and their biggest goals. She helps people remove the blocks that are keeping them stuck, so they can achieve their goals with confidence. Tammy has kept at least one tiny daily habit for over ten years. She loves teaching others how to create and keep a tiny daily habit so they can achieve their big banana goals I love that she helps creatives get rid of overwhelm procrastination fear of failure and helps them make decisions quickly so they can be get back to creating right so let's welcome Tammy to the be seen beloved podcast hi Tammy Hi, Christy. Thank you for having me here. You are so welcome. I am so glad you're here. Now, I love what you do. You have a a creative spin, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. on your niche and on your market uh, in a way that is very unique. I haven't seen it before. So can you share your journey with us? I know you didn't start out as being this huge powerhouse, um, but it sounds like you've been running for a long time, though. (laughs)
1: Yes. I started competing when I was nine. So yes, running has carried me through my life. Um, you know, I'm glad that you asked the questions about, uh, like our struggles and our challenges because Mm -hmm. every planet has their own that they've had to overcome. And I love that you just pinpoint that, yes, we've all had these struggles and challenges, but we all can overcome them and do big things. Um, so I grew up in a house that was very abusive. There was domestic violence. Um, always something chaotic and really scary. And because of that, I turned into this people pleaser, right? Like I always wanted to keep the peace. I was always looking for signs that it was going to go bad. Right. You want
0: to help and and be the hero. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, And also protect me. Like I wanted to survive Mm -hmm. too. Right. And so in that, always looking around to try to like, please the people, right? Like I made, I wanted to make perfect grades so I couldn't get in trouble for that. And I wanted to win this race so I couldn't get in trouble for that. And and so much other, you know, deeper things than that. But in that, I kind of forgot who I was and what I wanted and what I enjoyed because I was so worried about making sure that everybody else in the house was happy. And I see that a lot in in the world. I see it a lot with women. I see it a lot with my clients that we just sort of lose lose who we are. Right. Because we've been through and that happened to me. Wow. I
0: noticed, especially throughout my podcast and interviewing so many people, I didn't realize how so many people have experienced similar situations as you and really Mm -hmm. came out to be these superstar entrepreneurs. Now, I'm sure that you didn't go from this, that place in life to um, someone who's doing so many great things and helping others now at the level that you're doing it as. What did you do for yourself uh, to help our listeners to really transition and rebuild, right, yourself, your mindset and your environment and everything about you to be able to become this powerhouse woman that you are now?
1: Yeah, I think... A couple of things. One is the tiny daily habits that you talked about in my intro. I started Mm. just doing a tiny little thing every day for me. And it rebuilt that self-trust that I was a person who was going to show up for myself, even in the tiniest way every day. So that was a big piece of it. Give me an example of that. Give me one example. The one, um, I'll just do a fun one. There was Mm -hmm. one year where I sprinted for 10 seconds every day outside and I filmed it and I put it on Instagram just to have a little bit of joy. You know how kids feel on the playground when you're sprinting around and playing tag and it's just that freedom and that joy. Yes. Yes. In a long time. So Ah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh So it seems tiny, but it was just that act of showing up and saying, I'm just going to have this moment, this 10 seconds of fun for me because I want to, that's the only reason why.
0: Oh, I love it. You know, I've been implementing that in my own life recently. I'll take a walk and I'll listen to, to music. I, I, I listened to, oh my goodness, like the gap band and all that, but I'm dancing down the street yes. and I thought, well, maybe I should be listening to my affirmations at right now or or something, uh, a book or, but I say, no, I just want to be free. I just want to play. I don't want to dance. It doesn't matter if my neighbor's looking at me crazy. They know what time (laughs) I get a little entertainment if they look out the window, but that's just a time for me to just be free and act like a child and dance down the street and walk and just enjoy the sights for what? 10, 15 minutes. Right. Awesome. I love that. I love it. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcbeloved.com forward slash contact.
1: And the other thing I did was I started working with a life coach. And we just worked on a lot of those, um, those fears and limiting beliefs that had become such a part of me that I didn't even realize that they were there. I didn't even realize that I was holding myself back. And so we, because that work was so transformational for me, I wanted to help other people do the same thing. And so that's how I transitioned into being a life coach. Oh, I love it. So what kind of tactics that your life coach uh, teach you that really helped you to
0: just overcoming so many beliefs and, and fears. You know, a lot of people don't realize that we had them. And I didn't for a long time until I started to really break out of my shell and start doing things. And I was like, uh-oh, you know, and I go back, I try again and just fall back again. And, and that's when I, during my journey where I thought, hey, something's not quite right. Something's holding me back every time I try to advance myself. And so for you, you didn't really know you had that issue, but the, your life coach was able to
1: help bring it out. Right. Right. All I knew is that I knew I had all this capability inside of me, but I knew I wasn't doing it right. Mm. Like I was going to bed and be like, wait, I have so much more to give this world. What is happening with me? And I would tell myself I'm just broken. I just can't figure this out. And that's a horrible way to go to bed. Right. And so, um, one of the things, the biggest thing that worked with me and this life coach is that I just really started paying attention to what I was thinking and what I was saying to myself and like, if I would tell myself, oh, I don't want to go apply for that job or do that thing. I would pay attention to why, like, what is in my head that I'm thinking? And it might be something like, it will be hard or it will be scary. And then I'm like, well, is that true? And is that helpful to be thinking that? And probably the answer is no. Right. Right. So if it's not helpful and if it's not true, then let's think about it in a different way. And mm-hmm. so I started, you know, I'd stop telling myself, oh, that will be too hard. I can't figure it out. I'm no good at that. People won't like me. All of those things are not true and they're not helpful. Right. I call that negative thinking, thinking.
0: (laughs) And and, and we're our own worst enemy sometimes because you're right. During my transformation, I'm sure our listeners are, it's the same and true for them as well. But when you're transitioning, it's you that's really blocking you. And when you stop and think about all the stuff that you say to yourself every single day, when there's no distractions, when there's no TV, you're not working and you're sitting at home or waking up in the morning, all these negative things that are popping in your head. When I first started this journey, I was amazed at the things that I was saying about myself. I yeah. mean, on top of what everyone else was saying about me, but it was worse what I was doing to myself. So how did you really transform that and change that? Cause at first I'm sure it
1: was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a practice. I mean, it is, it is just something you have to practice over and over and over because our brains are wired to think uh, negatively. That's, mm-hmm. that was our survival technique when, you know, a million years ago and, so they are wired to look for our flaws and say like, Hey, Hey girl, you're not good at this, or you're not good at this. And it's just being that aware and then retraining your brain to say, actually, I'm really good at this. And oh, actually, no, that's i have got this, right. Yes. And so it was just that retraining of like your, your brain wants to go negative and you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 we got this going on. We have this and this and this, and just really listing the things that you are doing well.
0: Oh, I love it. I know for me, one thing that I've been doing is when, it, when the negative thinking, thinking comes in my mind, I say oh, that was yesterday. Today is a new day and we're mm-hmm. moving forward. Okay. If I ate more chocolate or I didn't feel good yesterday, that was yesterday. Yesterday has nothing to do with today. Let's start a fresh today with a new mindset and we're going to move forward. And that's been helping it tremendously. So you, you implement this into your own teachings with your own clients at, especially creative. So when you're talking about creatives, is that some like artistic people or actors, what
1: kind of people do you really work with? Yeah, I work with mostly visual artists. Um, That's what, you know, because I created my own art, I had my own stationary line. So a lot of people that like paint, draw, knit, sew things that that you can see. Um, Mm, And a lot of them also sell their work too. So you know, when you were saying like that, we're our own worst critic. That's so true for creatives that are putting content out, whether they're writers or musicians.
0: Oh, yeah, creatives I can see that.
1: They're hard on themselves, right?
0: Right, they're super critical of their work. I have a client now who's working on her book, and you know, I said, just give yourself credit, just put it, you know, put it out there. Say, like, no, this is my life's work; it has to be perfect. And right. so, I, I completely understand the mindset. Uh, of someone who is like that. Um, but again, you still have to give yourself grace because what you perceive is really not the same as someone else is going to perceive. So you can do so much. I'm going to beat yourself up for it and, and put your all into it. And someone can still not like it. So again, we really have to just allow ourselves to just, you know, do the best and understand that We've we've given it 110% of our effort and let
1: it go from there. Yep. That's some of the things that you also teach your clients as well. Totally. I mean, I call it B minus work. So, you know, like I said earlier, I always wanted that A, I wanted straight A, so I wouldn't get in trouble. But when I work with creatives, they're so busy trying to make it perfect before they put it out into the world that it never gets out into the world. And then all of us never get to see that joy and that creation that that person was capable of. And so I just say, it's better to just get it out in the world. You can go back and polish it or perfect it later if you want to, but as creatives, right? Like our B minus, what we think might be a B is probably what someone else would give us like an A plus because they think it's more amazing than we do because we're our harshest critics. So just get it out into the world and you can perfect it as you go. And as you learn and you get more skilled, but you're not going to get more skilled until you practice it by getting it out there. Right. And I love it. I love, I love that you said that because I just wrote a book recently last
0: year, came out with my book and I, and I gave, I gave it my all, but now that it's out there, I see all little tweets and tweaks things, things that need to change. Let I me mean, say, so, you know what? It's out there. And when I'm ready, I'll re- redo it or add something here, republish it with a new date and just relaunch it. Super. Great. Great. But in the meantime, that book is helping people right now. It's helping people now. Yes. It's my story and it's going to help so many people around the world. And that's what it really was my mission. Right. And so I love how you put that because I hope that helps a lot of people. <laughs> Just yes. calm down because stress can wreak havoc on your entire being and your health yes. and so many different things. So we really have to learn to let things go and understand that, that you're the expert. You're the expert. What you're doing is, is a combination of all of your gifts and talents and what you put out, it's going to be better than anyone else anyway, because you have been doing it for so long.
1: Right. Yeah. right. No says it like you, right? No. It says it with your personality and your flair and your stories and your background. Uh, yes, that's true. That's true.
0: So you help people also remove blocks that keep them stuck. All right. Is that one of the blocks that you're talking about? Or are there other blocks that you uh, help them to achieve? Um, to bring their confidence out again and allow them to push these products out. Yes. And get them into the probably,
1: world. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the biggest one is just get your work out into the world and just show up the way you are show up as you, um, that's probably the biggest one. And then the other block is just people just telling themselves they're not good enough. That's probably like the second most common thing I, I see is just people just thinking they're not good enough. And I'm just there to remind them over and over that. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. And fear of failure. Uh, that,
0: that's a big one. And just fear of overwhelm, procrastination. All those are huge. Now, let's go to something a little more fun. I want to know about this coaching runners for over 13 years. I have tried to run all my life. I haven't gotten runner's knee and I'm not a runner. So how, So how do you help people to become runners?
1: You are a runner. If you've been running, you are a runner. First of all,
0: I, I tried, I, I, I moved to California and, and lived on the beach and, you know, I was going to be a California girl and, and run on the beach. So I tried it for, you know, 30 minutes in the morning. It really didn't work. Everybody just passed me on
1: by. even after a few <laughs> yeah. years of trying. Well, runners, new runners or people that are becoming runners, they do too much too soon, too fast. And so I hold people back and we're like, we're just going for five minutes and we're going to go slow. And so it's this really slow, well, not really slow, but slow progression where you start out just doing a tiny bit and just doing it at an easy effort. And then you grow to love it and you get better and better. But it's kind of like life, right? Like we all want to just rush in and go full force into something. And sometimes we just have to ease ourselves in and just give ourselves grace as we're learning and getting better at it.
0: Is that what happened? Because I thought I was going to pass out. I could yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes too much at the beginning. And okay. I will say this beach running is really hard and it's not really great for everybody. Right. Not- well, I was running on the sidewalk along the
0: okay. beach. Oh no, I, I, I didn't advance to that level <laughs> at that time. But I always admired people watch. Do that. Yes, I admired people who, who could do that and ran on the beach every morning. That was I thought that was fascinating but no, unfortunately not for me. Now, what technique do you use when you're running? Now, I w- work with a, like a running coach who used to work with me a long time ago, and he introduced me to like toe running or toe running, which is less impact on me. And I thought that worked a little better, much better. What
1: technique do you use or teach your students? I don't really use a technique. Our bodies know how to run and we run with the bodies that we have. I don't spend a lot of time working on form Mm -hmm. because our bodies do what they're going to do. We can, we can like make it a little bit better, but I don't believe in like trying to change it. So a lot of, almost all the work I did with my runners was actually mindset.
0: Ah, mindset. It It is is mindset. mindset, Yes. The body will follow. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I guess if you start slow and you start about five minutes, you're going to have time to kind of feel you know mm-hmm. what's best for you the best technique is just going to help you or benefit you the best now right. for me I was, I was like oh 30 minutes let's go <laughs> i, I, I was just trying to breathe
1: <laughs> yes yeah and if you're looking around at like people passing you then you're probably like telling yourself oh i'm not fast enough i'm not gonna be a good runner like them all these negative things start to come in and oh, you're like yes. I'm here for five minutes i'm working on me this is good okay gotcha so Thank you for that technique moving
0: forward. Absolutely. And great. Now you talk about, you help people to make decisions quickly. Okay. What does that mean? Decisions quickly. I'd love to learn more about that.
1: I work with a lot of people that they want to do it right kind of like I said, I was at the beginning, they want to do it right. They want to do what the expert says. They, they're not sure. Should they do this? Should they do that? And they spend weeks or months on this decision. And I just help them have enough confidence and trust in their self that they can make the best decision for them. And guess what? If it turns out with an outcome that they don't love, then you can make a new decision. It's not Mm. a problem. Not every decision you make in your life is going to work out perfectly to plan. You Mm -hmm. just have have the, the trust in yourself that you are going to figure out as you go along, but you've got to start making decisions now and then you figure it out. Mm, I call so, that
0: analysis paralysis. We want no right. analysis paralysis. So exactly. listener, if you are one of those people, um, definitely listen to what Tammy Bennett has to say because she's giving some great, great tips here. And on the subject of tips, Tammy, can you give our listener? Three tips that's going to help them really advance any area of their life. Yes. people stuck.
1: Sure. The first one is just to get quiet with yourself and ask yourself what you want, like a goal in life or what you want to do today, but just really put away the expectations that other people have on you or the status that society wants us to have. And just really listen to yourself and your inner wisdom and just say, what do I want to do here? Mm. So that's number one. Number two is to share something real or share something vulnerable. So whether that's you're on stage or you're online or writing a book or just in a conversation, even in your own journal, to just share something real and vulnerable because it allows these deeper connections with other people that, you know, that being like professional or having a good outlook, like might not let you have that deeper connection, right? I, I work with clients that are scared to share the real them, but then there's like this wall between them and the other human where they're not really connecting on this deep level. So that's my number two, share something vulnerable and real. Okay. Number three, at least once every day, acknowledge something that you are doing well. And this doesn't have to be something on your to-do list, right? Like, oh, I, I did that thing. It doesn't have to be task related, But really pay attention to something that you are doing well, because every human on this planet is doing something well every day, but we just forget to look for it.
0: Oh, I like that. I also like how you said to become real and vulnerable. And I can certainly see, especially in creatives, how there could be a huge disconnect there because I used to have that same um, problem. I, I had a hard time just really letting go. But you're right. It, when you're vulnerable, especially when you're, you're speaking or, or sharing, you know, something, we have this big persona about us and we're, we're show, you know, creatives are performers in some kind of way. They want to be the best. They want to look the best. They want to show the best. However, there's a huge disconnect to where you are now and where your audience is. And so adding more vulnerability and just really being real. That's why in my, in this podcast, I always ask people to share their story, their journey. Okay. That uh, allows you to kind of connect better with my listeners and really create a bond there to to let them know that, Hey, I have, there's hope for me too. You know, if I lived in a, in the environment where I was abused, Hey, you know, there's, there's a way out. Tammy has a way out. She knows the system or she, she's already been through the trial and error and hope maybe she can help me. So, you know, it worked for her. She's doing great now. She's helping others. Then maybe I can get out of the situation where there's mindset or you're just really stuck in your environment as well, because everyone has goals to achieve and they have goals and desires that they want. And if things are holding them back, then they really can get out of there by knowing and understanding people like yourself got it and being vulnerable right awesome yeah. awesome well Tammy, tell, tell our listeners what lights you up what's lighting you up these days and I used to do stationary all right I, I that sounds I just love stationary all things with pencils and pens look at my pen cup here you can...
1: <laughs> I love it I love I
0: all the pen cups and all these little <laughs> girly frilly things I like around my desk but yeah tell me what's lighting you up these days
1: yeah I think, um, I just had this month long coaching program about, uh, how to look at goals completely differently so that you can go after your goals and feel good about yourself the whole time. And in that group, it was a a group of 30 women and one man, um, in that group, one of the goals uh, that someone had was to find joy. And for me, um, I have also been doing that and that's to dress with more joy. And Mm. so Part of that people pleaser in me was just kind of like wearing what I thought would look professional as a coach, or you know, dressing a certain way. So my husband's parents would approve of me, all this kind of thing. And I forgot what style I even liked. And so my goal for this year has been to dress with joy and to wear more colors and bold colors. Cause I looked at my closet, everything was black and white. And I'm like, uh-uh. I, I am a person who loves color. I have to dress with color. So anyway. Because of that goal that someone shared in my group about finding the joy, I'm like, I need to do that too. And I'm going to do that in how I dress. And I've been having so much fun getting dressed every morning now. Cause I'm like, go to my closet. I'm like, okay, what's going to give me joy today to wear this? It changes the whole day. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. I, I have been
0: transitioning into that recently because like you, everything I wore was black every single day. My, my decor, my bedroom was black and white. Since I was a teenager, yeah. my mother should say, wear something besides black and white. Then I said to wear brown. And she said, okay, you're blending in to your, to your clothes, brown, and it's green color. But besides black, it was brown and 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 the gold color. But now I've changed and transformed my entire wardrobe. And you know what? It's fun now. It's so much fun. I just thought that black, which is easy, you know, what matches black, black, you know <laughs> just to grab black pants or black shirt and black you know and in a different color and it, and it worked it was easy enough to think about it but now it's so much fun to add colors and flair into my life I love getting you know dressed up and especially when I'm on stage I have my stage outfits and they're all colorful and it's totally outside of my norm but yes you're right when you have a joy for colors life just comes out you feel better you feel great you want to be seen you want to be more visible and you're more open whereas when everything's black you just want to just stay behind the curtains of your work. So I love that. And for creatives, especially they love color. (laughs) So why not implement that in your wardrobe as well? Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I truly have a pleasure speaking with you today, Tammy. So thank you so much for being on the be seen, be loved podcast and tell our listeners before we go, where can they find you? Um,
1: showupsociety.com is my website and that's the best place to find out about me and how to work with me and, and all the things. Awesome.
0: showupsociety.com find Tammy and I'm sure she's gonna help you remove those blocks, get rid of procrastination, overwhelm for failure and everything in between. Awesome. Well thank you so much again, Tammy. Thank you Christy.